Hello, I'm Joe Bill with Melissa, and this is Nearly Sacred. Sacred, sacred, sacred. So, uh, what do you have for the news, Melissa? Well, today's been an interesting day so far. Like, every day is an interesting day, but Kentucky is back in the headlines. So It seems to stay that way. Apparently, not only do they have the uh, Noah's Ark, but we now have the Tower of Babel. Well, that makes all kinds of sense because that was a sanctioned object to build, right? Yeah. It sounds like a great idea. Well, well, everything metaphysical when you build a Tower of Babel says this is a good idea. I mean, if ever there was going to be a time for the Tower of Babel, it would be now. Right. Like, I would say that it's a very, very good idea at any time to construct a Tower of Babel. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it's not going to draw any kind of weirdos or right. strange things. or. It's not like the Bible warns us strenuously. Like about... They're using it, apparently, from my understanding, is to um, uh, protest, I guess, a way to protest against, um, I guess, some leftist ideas. I don't know. That doesn't really sound like that's what that's going to do because, I mean. Well, it's just going to draw all those people to them Babel, to protest right there. Babel was the leftist place to go, so that's like we're building them a nest. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, what can you do? It's Kentucky. Uh, right. Yeah, so there's that. So last week, um, and the news that's coming across that. A kid just got stabbed. This is live as we're doing this. A kid just got stabbed at Lamphere where um, they think he's dead. Well, stabbing can wow. do that. So that's in Springfield, Illinois, yep. Lamphere High School. Fear of the land, right? Yeah. And that's, uh, no, that's dis- disturbing. Um, that would be where my grandson goes to school. And it's hitting pretty close to home then, isn't it? It is. Well, we kind of already got warning by um, um, somebody. I, I saw something go by today, which was a goat, a sacrificial goat. Uh, yeah, that's So bad. all these people who like to wear a goat, you know, the greatest of all time. Right. And then, you know, if I get a, you know, because what we do is we're always looking for signs. Everything is a sign. Every part of your day, every person you encounter is a sign. There's, it's being told. I mean, if everybody just paid attention, you don't even need psychics anymore. Um, so, yeah, goat, sacrifice, it's all right there. So that's kind of what Babel was Babel, about. Babel, right? yeah. Like it was about sacrifice. Uh, right. Bad things happening. and Yeah, there's bad things. It's just going to get worse, and I don't think anybody's getting that. Like I like to have fun and everything on these podcasts, but right. like it's getting, you know, and nobody's going to be spared. I mean, just because you think you're a nice person, you know, doesn't mean. Well, I don't think the apocalypse is just about being nice. Like, Uh-oh. I think it's demons are unleashed and very bad things happen and confusion hits and then judgment arrives. That's right. what, that's why I understand And this it. goes all along with our entire podcast with the, where we're heading anyway. Right. Which is uh, human sacrifice. <laughs> that's the word of the day. So literally it's showing up in the live as we are about to discuss um, our podcast today about Travis Scott concert. Yeah, it turns out that in life you have to have a sacrifice. Y- yeah, so nobody understands, and we can. I don't want to get deep into this right now. I've tried to explain this to people, and 
um, there's um, the tree of life and there's a, a tree of death. So there's an above tree and a below tree. Right. And there's really good um, examples or um, graphics out there if you want to look them up. The, the below tree is the underworld or it's the tree of death. So that's where all the demons hang out. And then the above world is the tree of life. And for some reason, people just love that tree of death. But they, I think that there's a, what do you call it? A, a cognitive, what is it? That word I can never say, cognitive dissonance. You said it. I said it. Where they think that it's pretend and that it's not like you can love this death and horror and like... All, um, you know, demonic music, and they're oh, they're not really doing. Oh mm-hmm. no, no, finds out they really are doing it. And we did have this discussion with people about that human sacrifice was still happening, and that they said no, it's not. And I said I think it is. And now I would say we're vindicated. Not that I really ever want to be vindicated on that, but. Well, yeah, it's I mean, true. I don't want to say I told you so, but like, I hate to say I told you so. I want to be wrong. That's not something I want to be. I, so, as far as I know, I didn't really write, happy I, about. I didn't write the laws of the universe, but I'm a pretty good student, and or at least I like to think that I am. And um, you, there's you have to have sacrifice. Like that's just how it is. So now, how you choose to do it that can vary considerably. But if you are doing something spiritually that you shouldn't be doing then sacrifice is going to be coming up pretty quick-like. So uh, in a healthy way, you know, you're sacrificing your lower impulses to reach something better. A psychological way, if you prefer that, as opposed to the idea that there's spirits out there looking to, like, slaughter you. (laughs) If you you prefer the psychological way, it's uh, you're trying to self-actualize, right? Right. So these spirits inhabit people all the time. Very people who you would think are very nice. Like apparently this is some girl who got into an argument. You know, there used to be a time where you get into an argument with someone and you didn't stab them to death at the age of 14, 15. But but let's be fair about this. There's a quote unquote pandemic, right? Yeah, pan. Which means all demons. Hmm. I mean, that's how that translates. Oh, it's funny. Science would use that. I wonder why. So hmm. disease would then be brought about by a whole lot of demons. Speaking of, that's going to roll us right into our next headline, which is Philadelphia. They found a smallpox, a vial of smallpox, strangely, in the freezer somewhere, just randomly hanging out. Like, you know, and <laughs> Gates didn't warn anything about smallpox being yeah. the next wave. I mean. Variola, I think, is like the word he used. Really obvious. I think at this, the next point of this, it's going to be, um, they're going to just say, "Hey, we're going to put this uh, next pandemic on you guys, and you'll have to get this vaccine, or you die." Like they're not even going to try to hide it next time. They're just going to come out and say, "We are doing this." The, the trend seems to be that they keep saying they have authority to do things that constitutionally and otherwise they don't have authority to do. And then nobody disagrees with that. So at a certain point, if you just keep saying you have authority, then, I mean, I guess you have it if nobody stops you. Well, see, again, nobody can believe that these people want to reduce the population and they're willing to kill everybody off. I mean, they're taking all the money. How many billionaires are there now? I mean, they, they're they literally running the show. We're just kind of sitting back and just going to work and, you know, thinking like everything's like it always was. Nobody's coming together. They're all arguing over stupid points that really don't matter. And all the while, all the while, they're just killing us. So, 
Well, that's you know. that's kind of what happens, right? You divide because uh, yeah. you either get to pick a, uh, what's the word I would use here? A quasi-satanic, my will is the only thing that matters <laughs> version of reality. Right. Or you pick a, there's a bigger picture and my actions affect and influence other people. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to be during a time period where there's like a lot of pressure on those decisions, which surely it does happen, right? So um, Gates was warning. The article I found, which maybe I can find a link to for later, is he was uh, warning about variola, which is the old name for smallpox, like 1800 style. Mm. So that was kind of a curious choice in and of itself to pick variola. And so we find ourselves in a situation where they're pretty much telegraphing their next move and everybody's just like, well, I guess I better go get some milk. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what's going on, but sure wish I knew what was going on. Right. Yeah, and so it's it's pretty clear. And then, you know, that leads into our next um, article of news, which is apparently the QAnon shaman uh Yeah, the guy that was wearing, he, they call him the QAnon shaman. He was wearing the big horns and everything. And yeah, I remember. He's, they just stormed into that Capitol, the public building, and you know, like, I, I've with seen guns, uh, and they yeah. were killing. Oh, wait, no, they were just. When you watch yeah. the footage, it's more like they open the door and like they yeah. just kind of come in. Everybody's kind of wandering around, taking videos. And it's the lamest riot I've ever seen in my life. It's the lamest thing. Like, I've never seen the most lame coup attempt yeah. in my life. They need to go to France or somewhere where people know how oh, to riot. right. <laughs> or Israel. Israel's a good spot. Like. Maltov cocktails and tanks and crazy stuff. And, yeah, I mean that's that's a riot. It's the saddest thing I ever saw. This this is more of a laughing stock, is right. what I would say. Yeah. And QAnon, who basically said that these guys like Gates were doing all this. Oh no, that's a joke and a conspiracy. Right. They're just jokers. Whatever. Well, as they say, denial ain't just a river in Egypt, right? Hmm. So. Yeah. The. Uh, the problem is that if good people just sit around and they don't do anything, then things have a tendency to get worse as a general rule. Mm-hmm. And I think that in this scenario, there's lots of good people that would like to do something, but there are so many things that are being twisted at the moment that to do those good things, you're going to probably be highlighted as something undesirable pretty quickly. Yeah. So you kind of had to pick between do I do the thing I know I should do or do I just lay low and hope this blows over? Right. So basically um, what's happening is it's going to just keep getting worse until people wake up. That's all there is to it. I mean, just keep, keep watching your dumb horror movies and listening to your satanic rap or whatever it is you do. Nah, just keep going. It's fine. Well, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's going to act like a big lawnmower and it's going to, destroy everything including lots of things that people probably don't want destroyed but i mean i suppose a act of destruction can be creative at a certain point like if there's casualties are high enough then that's how you change hearts and minds right nothing means nothing joe bill people just die that's how it is oh like you just die okay well run with that philosophy nothing means nothing and then uh when you get done with that philosophy write me a letter which will be from beyond the grave more than likely and uh, we'll discuss and compare notes. That's always fun, too, when you hear from people you knew from beyond the grave that, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're like, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, it turns and out. I'm I, like, yeah, I, well, um, I can't help you now. Yeah, so. it turns out I was a dumb piece of shit. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, maybe we try to kind of tell you ahead of time. but Yeah. So 
you know, and most people, it takes the grave before they start kind of maybe admitting, putting down their ego. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. something might have gone wrong here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so, <laughs> so I'm kind of irritable today. I noticed. It's just that we went out and people are just so dumb. And then, you know, yeah, it's just. Well, so, so I kind of want to segue dumb. with um, with what, you know, you're reporting here live on. Because uh, I want to cover this, uh, the the Travis Scott concert, like you mentioned, right? And yeah. uh, ironically, this goes all the way back into the deep underbelly of things that people don't want to talk about. Huh. And if you um, post up a video of the actual history of things like, say, uh, World War One and a lot of those pieces, uh, you will get taken down pretty quickly on a lot of the main websites at this juncture because they don't want those particular facts known. So we have kind of a problem at this point where if you know, you know, some of the history and some of the truth of what actually occurred in the country, which we all say, like through Veterans Day, that we honor, then you are oftentimes deplatformed or told that you're a crazy conspiracy theory person and, you know, all this other garbage. And so the thing that we want to talk about with Travis Scott, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the, the subject here. It has ties all the way back into the first world war if you know how to look and so when we get into the subject today i want to talk about that and then i want to talk about what happened you know uh, sort of cause and effect roundabout way that escalated all the way up into uh, two world wars and you know vietnam and korea and a whole lot of other altercations that we have much national pride in um i want to discuss that from a uh, there must be a sacrifice, you know, there will be blood. <laughs> that's kind of the way I want to an- analyze this, um, because that seems to be the way things are leaning. Right. So you gave me an outline. And so this ought to be interesting. Right. I wonder if the average person can jump from a cannibal CME to OJ Simpson. I'd say probably not. No, no, I would say that that those linkages are too. And how that all connects to... <laughs> Uh, the Scott concert and uh, time and war and right, yeah, it all connects. Yeah, so we had to to begin with actually. Maybe I can just play the the video here. Would you rather me do that or would you rather talk about it? I I don't care. Well, I can probably pipe the actual. Let's see, they probably have the facts here. So let me. That's good. Let's do that. All right. Let's see if it works. I don't hear anything. Mm, computer's a little slow. Ooh. Skywatch Media News for the first week of November 2021. It appears as if the lonely years of solar minimum have come to an end. A colossal coronal mass ejection slammed into the Earth's magnetic field on November the 3rd, triggering an intense G3 geomagnetic storm that painted the skies red. The U.S. Space Weather Prediction Center monitored a series of outbursts from the sun, which began on November the 1st. Throughout the week, multiple CMEs were produced with a cannibal CME striking our planet on Thursday, November the 4th, traveling at a speed of 583 kilometers per second. Is that all? 
prior to its arrival, almost the NOAA issued a stern warning, stating that the incoming CME could affect daily life, such as irregularities in the electric power grid, stabbings, GPS malfunctions, <laughs> right. as well as orientation issues aboard the International Space Station and radio signal interference to and from the Earth. Satanic sacrifice. All right, yeah, so I'm going to pause it right there, right? Like, right. It feels like you're making some suggestions behind uh, this video. No. So it interferes with all those things, and our bodies, as science will tell us, are electrical, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not a, a, a curiosity. We, we know that our synapses are composed of electricity and sodium ions that are shuffling about. We also know that the organizing energy system of this particular universe, as far as our physical eyes are concerned, uh, is the sun, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's the mm -hmm. thing that organizes matter. Mm -hmm. So then we know that if it's upset or doing something unusual, it could affect our daily lives in a very significant way. Mm -hmm. you, we agree with that so far? Yes. Anything sound mm -hmm. controversial about mm -hmm. that? No, no. Right. So if it's going to mess with potential magnetics, right? If that's going to change, then it's going to mess with how we perceive reality. Huh. Could even disorient us, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. Because we have magnetics inside of ourselves. So I'm simply discussing this from a mechanistic science point of view. I don't really have to do that. I'm just doing it for the purposes of people out there that might be versed in that. Uh -huh. And pointing out there's a direct causal link between those two things. Regardless, if you go any farther or not, you can't debate that that's like clear linkage. The next linkage to this is it's a it's a cannibalistic CME, meaning it overtook another CME. So the sun had two CMEs, uh, according to this, and the secondary one overtook the first, and they both slammed into the atmosphere of the Earth. Mm -hmm. So that means the sun generally, when you when you see this, you're it ate itself. Yeah, the well, and then became larger. <laughs> nice. So like it it ate the other wave and then became larger. It magnified it. So typically when you see this type of, of interaction, then you know the sun is not, it's disturbed in some sense. Like it's, it's almost like taking a big old gigantic piece of two by four and beating the earth in the face with it. Mm -hmm. And that is not a normal state of affairs. Like normally our sun isn't doing that. And if mm -hmm. it did, we'd be in trouble. I don't remember anything like that happening. <laughs> right. So when it does, it's supposed to tell you something is out of balance. Like we've got, we got a problem here and the, the words that humanity chooses to use to describe it will often tell you somewhat what the problem is. So it's a cannibal, right? Yep. All right. Well, cannibal, what do they do? They eat their own kind. Right. They eat people, soylent and green. It's people, right? Like that's what they do. Mm -hmm. So we would conclude then that this, the solar flare would have something to do with eating people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't have to Leo, go to be spe specific, I suppose. Right. Yeah. I mean, the ego, you could look at it like that. Right. Yeah. We don't have to go too far on this. We're not making any big jumps. It's literally called a cannibal CME. Like there's right. not. We didn't name it that. No, I didn't. I didn't inform NASA to call it that. But I may, might have if they asked it, you know, <laughs> they wanted to call me up on my personal line and say, hey, what do you think of this, Joe Bill? Yeah, I'm sure say, that's going to happen. Well, you never know. Mm -hmm. So so that hit. And then, directly after it hit, like the day after, right, November the 4th, what happens, Melissa? <gasps> there was a shocking event at the Travis Scott concert where he was uh, rapping and talking about the devil and nobody could escape. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he said to them, literally, from all the videos I saw and eyewitness people who were there, right. 
basically, he said, y'all have heard this song a million times, and this isn't like you didn't know what you were coming to see. Right. So So he was, and they were dying, and he was just going on. Right. So what you're saying is, in essence, that he told them he was going to sacrifice them. Yeah, I mean, he said he made a giant gate inside of a mountain. I mean, a portal inside of a mountain. Right. I mean, that was the whole stage. And he apparently, one video showed him saying uh, something about that there's not going to be any rapture here. You're all going to go to hell with me. No, so, well, and that's uh, fairly... Other eyewitnesses mm-hmm. said that when the music would start, their hands would go up in the air and they couldn't they couldn't stop it. Like it was right. it was controlling them. And that there were many, many reports that it felt demonic. These came from people. Obviously, I don't think that there's going to be too many people going to a concert like that to begin with that are going to be super religious and conspiratorial, you know, like I'm going to go to the satanic thing. I mean, all the flyers that were going out about it had all kinds of symbology that would uh, most people that know anything would probably say, no, I think I'll pass. But Uh, You know, most people who are just like, this isn't anything, it's just fun, um, they would go. And these people were reporting it felt demonic. There was no way around it. They felt demonic. They couldn't breathe. Um, They felt like they were out of control and they were trapped like sheep in a pen. Right. Well, if somebody tells you, I'm about to satanically do a concert and like, you're not going to leave here. he kind of did. He kind of did. I mean, that's not really... Marketing there is pretty simple. Like, Everybody described it like Hunger Games and the rich, you know, their Kardashians were sitting off. You know, his girlfriend is one of the Kardashian girls. I don't know. Right. And um, they were all sitting in their booth, you know, watching over, watching this whole thing. And it was just, you know, it's yeah. gross, really. It's it's pretty gross. Yeah. And they had like, didn't wasn't there like a, an image of like somebody's mouth and then like a birthday yeah, to, party? Yeah, so to something? enter in, you had, it was his giant head. Like, so you had to walk through his mouth, like, like you know, like you're being eaten, uh, like you're being, oh, like a cannibal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Imagine that going into feeding into somebody's ego. That's exactly what that would be, wouldn't it? Anyway, the weird thing was, is the night before this happened, I guess this would have been the night of the cannibal CME. I think I told you about this. I dreamt that um, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You kept playing over and over in my head like it was on a loop and I couldn't stop it. And then right. I, as I was kind of like trying, because sometimes when that happens in my dreams, I will be like um, trying to figure it out like a puzzle or something and I'm trying to unlock it. And I heard like this ties to Washington, D.C., basically the C blank A, you know who I'm talking about, ABC agencies. Right. And that. I was like, okay, how does that con- connect? I-, I couldn't figure out what that was about. Well, the show was about the bodyguard, and um, uh, that tied to, um, in-, in-, in the movie, Kevin Costner was um, an ex-Secret Service agent. So right. um, I believe that there are connections to, um, I think somebody had pictures of Travis Scott with uh, Bill Clinton. So I think there's a connection to the Clintons and Travis Scott. I'm not, not ready for that yet, but yeah. Just letting is. you know, that's what yeah. I came up with after my dream and I saw all this. Well, so. that, that's correct. Any but... eating eating humans, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Well, again, that's, I mean, the, that's the funny joke, right? It's so funny. And then you've got everybody that says the Cuban is a joke and it's saying there's yeah. a satanic elite that eats people. No. Right. Yeah, you are like, crazy. Mm-mm. 
that's a far right conspiracy mm-hmm. because we don't actually. It's mm-hmm. like, well, he just like literally said that he did. So mm-hmm. like, he had a giant head with his I mean, mouth open that people kinda, walked through. Like, kind of hard to deny that. Kind of weird. So. Yeah, so he, uh, I don't really know that much about this guy, but I know that he's tied in to, like, Drake, who supposedly was there, right? Like Drake the, was there, Drake. yeah, mm-hmm, Drake. I'm not really up on what the kids are up on these I, days. Me but, neither. But I know that Drake... Until we, they all start dying from satanic sacrifices, I really uh, don't pay attention. Yeah, I don't either. We've already warned them. Yeah, it's like, this is probably <laughs> don't dumb. Don't do that. But I remember Drake had a $5,500,000 watch that he bought recently, right? Mm-hmm. So he wanted to be able to keep track of the time, and he bought this ultra mega like watch that has some kind of. Uh, That's a lot of money for one object. Well, it's got the ability to. It's a turnier, which is like French for turbine movement hey, or something. I have a friend with that name. Yeah. Well, so that's mm-hmm. we're not about that right now. I'm just talking just about this watch. Know. So it's very close to that, and this mechanism is supposed to correct for gravity's effects on a watch, hmm. so that you get the best possible reflection of time, except that uh, when you wear it on your wrist, the mechanism is somewhat obviated. It's it's rendered null and void. It doesn't work all the way. So the watch literally has to sit like on a counter or something <laughs> from what I understand from the aficionados of watch world. So 500 million and you have to set it on a counter. Yeah, because it turns out that the Earth's gravity is a more powerful force than this mechanism unless they made it some way that it's countered by it. But I'm pretty sure that Drake just got it for a status symbol. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, after this whole ordeal, you know, before it, he gets this watch and everything. And then after it, he feels very sorry and kind of lays low, right? Mm, yeah, sure. No, he goes to a strip club and throws out like... Drake, yeah. yeah millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so... What was it? It was called Area Something that tied to... Oh, darn. Go yeah. ahead. I'll look it up real fast. Yeah, so he, he gets busted like going to a strip club and dropping supposedly millions of dollars of $1 bills or something like that. So I guess his watch, when he was buying it, determined it was strip club time. <laughs> It's the only thing I could figure. He must have looked down and said, you know, you know what would make this worse? What could I do hypothetically to make this situation worse? I could completely ignore the fact that anybody was killed and just show the world how selfish I am entirely and self-absorbed and go look at strippers. Yeah. Right. That's where we're at. So it was called Astro World, right? Right. That was the big event. Astro Right, and there was an ast- area twenty nine. That's what it is. Yeah, there was an asteroid that came by Earth very recently. Not to mention astrology, which is the original clock, right? Or astronomy, depending on how you want to see it. Mm-hmm. E- either way, it was apparently kill a lot of people going to a concert time. Yeah, and go to a strip club afterwards time, right? Yeah, and yet the people that point these out—they're the conspirators. <laughs> they're crazy, yeah. paranoid. So, the thing that I really wanted to discuss about this, there's a, there's a linkage here that's extremely, extremely important. Uh-huh. And the linkage that's extremely important is that Kardashian lineage, right? And I always have trouble when I think of the Kardashians because I always think of Star Trek Deep Space Nine with the Kardashians. And, <laughs> like, I can't get the image out of my head, like, you know, with the makeup and the, the black hole. And I don't know, I'm probably showing my geekdom here, but I don't really care. But it always reminds me of, like I'm on a spaceship every time I hear their name. And eth- eth- they probably are aliens. I mean, uh, yeah. come well, they, on. They are originally. They're from Armenia, mm-hmm. right? That's where that name comes from. Oh, Area 29. This, okay, so I, I, I was looking it up. Well, it's a strip club in Houston. Whitney Houston, get up. Um, but right. 
It was also a Nevada test site for nuclear um, testing. Well, yeah, and, and mm-hmm. I, there's an article today that Gates is testing a new nuclear reactor that I sent out. So Great. And yeah. it's also, um, so this has been popping up, the number 37, um, and it's called in esoteric circles the anointed sun. Right. And the coordinates for area 29 is 37 degrees. So Awesome. Yeah, north. But, yeah, hmm, what are the odds? So... The the thing that happened to the Armenians, right, that kicked off World War One, is they were genocided, right. Uh, but some of them were not. And do you know how pray tell they were not? I know a little about it because you've told me, but I'll let you tell the story. Well, I'm going to read it, okay? Because it's a story that I don't want to screw the details up because I don't want anybody's salvation being on my conscience. So I want the facts to be right, right? It's three thirty-three. Right. So. Here the this article begins, and I'll link it into our, our website. It's on AM radio, <laughs> ironically. And uh, the title of it is, How the Kardashians' Ancestors Escaped the Armenian Genocide. And it says, The extraordinary escape from the Armenian Genocide of Kim Kardashian's ancestors, thanks to a, a prophet who urged them to uproot to America, can be revealed today for the first time. What? Mm. That's like a modern day prophet, right? Don't the Mormons have a corner on that market or something like that? Right. The Daily Mail presents the images showing the reality TV star's ethnic Armenian forebears who fled the Tsarist Russian Empire in the early 20th century, many of whom obeyed the advice of this age. And it shows a picture of them looking very, uh, very austere. <laughs> you know, 1800 pictures are always super. Yeah. Uh, 19, but still like. By doing so, they escaped the triple horror of the First World War from 1914. Did you say the triple horror? Triple horror. Oh, because it sounded like triple horror. Well, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, it would go along for, with it. I mean, <laughs> kind of. Babble. I mean, anyway. <laughs> uh, whatever. From First World War from 1914 to 1918, the Armenian Genocide starting in 1915, exactly a century ago this year. So this must have been written in 2015 during the blood moon we won't even get into that oh and it's the, only tomorrow right and the russian revolution in 1917 uh, and then it shows more austere pictures of her holding her children and you know they're they're striking people i'll, I'll say they've got something unusual about them if you see the pictures uh they were uh her, let me rephrase this her great great grandmother was part of i'm gonna see how if i can pronounce this right the molokan faith and how do you spell that? M-O-L-O-K-A-N, faith. What's that? It means milk drinkers. <gasps> because followers of the Christian sect drink milk on traditional Russian Orthodox fast days. So, so that would tie into Taurus and... Right. Bushes. And, uh, Sarah Bush, Abraham Lincoln. And also my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I got a candle for that. Imagine I have a very long straw, right? <laughs> kind of gets into that. Mm. Right. That's a quote from There Will Be Blood for those of you who haven't seen it. And, and, disturbing uh, movie. Yeah. Very deeply disturbing. But, but truthful. True, truer to life than yeah. anyone wants to admit. True. Um. So... It shows them, and you can see, like, they've got some very, very penetrating eyes, you know, her great-grandmother and such. And then it shows the modern version of her with her, you know, breasts basically exposed. So something has been lost Wait, over the time. the grandmother? No, the, the daughter. Oh. 
Like, it's kind of sad, really, to see that transition. But, uh, yeah. 100 years after the deadly Holocaust decimated their ancestral home, the Kardashians have become one of the most influential families in America, most famous of which is Kim, blah, 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 their lavish lifestyle and all the other stuff, if they hadn't had a warning from a child prophet. Among those fleeing Erzurum, then in Armenia, and ruled by Russian Tsar Nicholas II, was family patriarch Hovanes Marion and Kim's great-great-grandfather born in 1844. Uh, the couple wed in Erzurum, now in Turkey, in 1867, escaped along with their daughter Vartanush Maronian, born in 1886 in the early 20th century. So, her great-great... How great. I think it's double great. Great, great? Yeah, great, great. Listen to a, a child prophet. Right. And but, said, get out of here. Which I'm getting ready to get to here. Okay. Um, so we come on down and there's more very austere pictures with a few smiles, which is unusual for that period, to be honest, but it's there. Um, and then it says, <laughs> the caption just sort of indiscriminately says, slaughter. Many Armenians who refused to heed the warnings of impending war and revolution were killed. Like, that's quite the caption to the picture. Were these uh, great-great-grandparents also the milk drinker people? Yeah, or at least one of them was. Okay. So, uh, we keep on coming. The village bullies harassed and insulted them, dug into their tombs, and violated the corpses of the deceased, hanging them on trees. Because of that, they wrote a letter of complaint to Nicholas II. So, refresh my memory. Yep. So, why were they being... What was the idea behind the genocide? Was well, I'm not, not ready for that. i got to okay. describe these facts first before I get into that. Here they became close to incoming Russian prote- Protestants against the Russian Orthodox Church. They were a sect called the Malokins, literally translated as milk lovers, so-called because they drank milk, because it does a body good, and other banned foods on fast days. Some were known as, and this is very crucial, jumpers, who leapt in the air, raising their hands high during church services. They were pacifists and crucially adhered to the power of prophecy. All right, so we get kind of a picture here, right? Now, did they was did they believe in like Jesus or Satan or what were they? Well, I'm not there yet. Okay, I got to talk about the prophet first, and then I'll yeah, get okay. to that. And I want to say that I'm the be all end all in their beliefs. Like I, I'm going to tell you what I think they. Well, believe. I mean, do they? I mean, they would say, did they have like? something that said what they believed i mean you don't have to you don't have it, to this is a, say it this is a sect i don't really know that much about like it's hard to kind of find so yeah i've never heard of presumably it. the reason why they got a warning was partly because of that so the legend has it that in the 1850s an 11 year old Ethel klubnikin penned an apocalypse that ain't right i'm just gonna tell you whatever you just did Ethel klubnikin that's his name no but okay e-f-i-l-k-l-u-b N-I-K. Okay, I-N. but you're not, it go. All right. Pinned an apocalyptic forecast despite being apparently illiterate. Those who believe in this will go on a journey to a far land where the while the unbelievers will remain in place, the boy prophesied. Our people will go on a long journey where the great and deep waters, people from all countries will go there. There will be a great war. All kings will shed blood like great rivers. Two steamships will leave to cross the impassable ocean. In the first years of the 20th century, Ephraim renewed the warning that he made to stun believers in Karkel as a child, saying his premonition was now coming to pass. He called a meeting. He invited the elders, all the Molokan villagers, including the two elders of the Armenian Molokan church. He prophesied this was the time for them to leave Russia as they were terrible times coming, especially for the Armenians. 
images he scrawled led locals to believe they should cross the Atlantic to the United States. But this young diviner also indicated they should not stop there, but trek to the West Coast. He pointed them toward Los Angeles. So, you've got mass sacrifice coming in, and something divinely got a hold of this child to warn these people uh, to get out of the way before the bulldozer of World War I comes in, which... Uh, we know that after Tsar Nicholas II was killed, historically started all of that mess, <laughs> like um, Rasputin's fall and everything. He was just one hedge that then began what what amounted to be a um, movement against the Tsar, and then the people um, became more communistic, and then therefore didn't believe in anything. Like they became essentially godless at that point, uh-huh. right? And then you've got time up until now where we're still kind of having that dialogue, except now China is kind of holding the communist uh, title, whereas Russia is kind of sort of still, we could be communist. <laughs> Don't count us out, uh-huh. right? Like that's kind of where it's at. But these people were warned by a prophet before this thing hit. And that's why we are blessed with the Kardashian family. <laughs> Great. Right. Well, they did They did open a, a store that's very famous. A lot of their relatives did. Um, would you like to guess what that is? Yeah, you told me. No, I know, but I'm giving you the chance to remember what I told you. It's the nutrition place in the mall. See, you don't even remember it all the way. Um, my mother-in-law, my ex-mother-in-law used to get shark cartilage there for her cancer. Yeah, whey protein. People got that. Uh, a lot of muscle people. Right. Bodybuilders. Yep. Uh, Darn. GNC. There you go. Right. You left out the G. Yeah. Don't leave out the G. So, yeah, they came so they up- were Christians. I'm, I'm scrolling through this. They, they were Christians. They called themselves Christians. Right. But it's interesting because their name almost sounds like the people that worship the owl, right? Pretty close. It's not, but it sounds a lot like it. It's like almost a play on words. Yeah. Funny joke. So they're warned by this child prophet, and otherwise they'd have just been dead, dead, dead. Like there wouldn't have been any Kardashian at a concert. Yeah, makes you wonder. And Drake shows up with a $5 million watch, right? Because time. $5 million or $500 million? It's a $500 million, yeah. 500000 something, I don't know, yeah. something crazy. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. $5 million, 500000 5 billion, stupid. it's all the same. Yeah. That's what you call stupid. It's dumb. So he shows it's up- It's rude. Shows up with this watch, and they're kind of invoking the owl god, which I'm not going to say. That sounds pretty similar to that, right? They're invoking that in this concert. Mm-hmm. And the thing that saved everybody to start with was a child. Mm-hmm. Right. So that owl God thing likes kids to eat, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Israel got into trouble for was sacrificing mm-hmm. children. Uh, to some it. of them still do. Yeah, that's the abortion laws and stuff that kick into play. Like you're basically well, making an offering. Some of them still do. Right. There's a lot of, of bad Israel out there that makes a bad name for all of Israel. Not right. all of Israel and not all Armenians are bad. Well, right. And I don't think, so, so here's one of the things about the Armenians that, that I wanted to cover. They had a patron saint. Do you know who the patron saint of the Armenians was? No. His name was Bartholomew. Oh, Bartholomew. And he died how? Uh, he was flayed alive. I think they... 
right. de-skinned him. De-skinned him and like ripped his arms off and nothing pleasant. Very, very pleasant. Right. Mm. And so the the thing that, that Bartholomew was over, other than just like being fully alive, which of course is not something most people seek, is book binders. Well, they use skin to make books. Well, right, because you use goat skin originally. Or cow. Mm-hmm. And some people use human skin to That's make books. That's been done. Mm-hmm. Right. So the idea was that for this, to, to prepare the ground for the world wars that came through, the Armenians uh, had off of uh, Bartholomew had to be gotten out of the way. Mm. Like they had to be removed because they had to get that apostolic authority out of their way. Okay. So, you know, they had a, a lineage that came all the way back from Bartholomew who originally traces his uh, authority back to Yahshua. Okay. Yep. And then they're told, in essence, like, get out, because it's about to get so bad you don't want to be here. So some evil st- clung to the ship, apparently, and was able to make it into the New World. Well, so they get to the New World, right? And, mm-hmm. and of course, it's easy to forget your beliefs and the story that saved you, because now you're the new elect, so to speak. You're the the people that survived the, the, the onslaught. So that makes so you, it sounds like the family got wealthy. Yeah. It makes you better than everybody else. Right. Yeah. They, so money made them really comfortable and they're, they're attractive people. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say that I want to date any of them, but they, yeah, but physically they speaking, they're attractive, beautiful people. Right. So that doesn't hurt anything in the sense of getting your ego wrapped up in vanity. Right. Right. So you get I'm that. I'm sure they're just as average. I mean, they, they've had a lot of work. And uh, I think that if you were to look at, let's say, Kim Kardashian without makeup um, before any work, before she was, you know, whatever, when she's a little more normal. Right. I think she'd be as pretty as an average person. There's average pretty. And then there's there's some women that are average pretty with no makeup. Like, right. And, and they're at like a seven without makeup, but with like makeup and lights and they're like. 11s well the trouble is that once you're pretty and you have money then yeah it's very easy to take everything you have for granted right yeah and then pretty soon you get hooked up with the illuminati or something crazy yeah, that's usually how it goes bad things start mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. so they removed this apostolic sect just before world war one starts rolling through here right right so they they get them out of the way and they're warned by a prophet and the prophet says hey so was was Czar, was he after the Armenians? Was he? Yeah, he I was. I need to get this more clear. Like, why were they after them? I don't understand why they, why they, well, you're saying they wanted Bartholomew, but I thought the Czar, oh, wait. So was all of the Armenians, was this a big sect in Armenia or was it just small? Bartholomew was, but this, this sect was smaller. Oh, so they were just part of a bigger thing. Yeah. And they just I thought maybe they were just trying to clear out these Molochians or whatever they were. They destroyed the church, and there was um, several iterations of this. The Ottomans tried to do it. Uh, the Turks came through and did it. And then uh, Russia came through. And, I mean, it's just been a constant uh, level of persecution in that region for quite some time, uh, which is in Turkey. Mm, yeah. Eastern Europe is kind of like that. That's where my mom's family came from. But I think that if you research the the history of the the situation, you will find that there was a lot of games happening behind the throne to bring about a world war. Right. Which is what I was saying about the history before we started. So the thrones were all kind of conspiring with one another and were forcing everybody else's hand. And so when you read about the cause of World War One, it doesn't really make that much sense. It's like, how did we... <laughs> like Franz Ferdinand, that's one dude. Like, 
So we went to war over one dude. Like everybody just got like really irritated about him being killed. And, um, you know, they don't really have a very good answer for that. But the, 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 the sanctioned historical answer is, well, they all had mutual treaty packs of aggression and one domino fell and it just all woke up and there was a world war, you know, but that's not really what happened. Like it, you can see the pattern already taking place. And what's happening is they want basically Yahshua's the Messiah's lineage uh, or apostolic authority out of the way so they can steamroll through and do this thing. Right. So they, they don't want in, in a spiritual term, a hedge. They want it gone. Right, right. Right. So they're very... And that's usually the first thing to go in any country or area for that kind of apostate stuff to start rolling through. Right. They either water down the churches or whatever the holding religion is of the area, and then the whatever seems to be the strongest part of that region, they make sure to try to take that down somehow. Right. But right. wait, there's more. Oh. So the Kardashians... Uh, wind up being fairly influential, as we mentioned. And one of them is a very famous attorney. Guess who he's a famous attorney too? Oh, gee, I don't know. Maybe O.J. Simpson. The Juice! It's wow. the Juice's attorney. I you were going to say the Jews. But... No, no, the Juice. You're just knee-jerking there on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little sensitive. Yeah, I can see. You get a little PTSD on the point. <laughs> right? The Juice. Juice. So, the Juice. So the juice, um, you know, everybody remembers, at least I do, if you're old enough, like that white Bronco and the slow, <laughs> slow oh, chase. Yeah. I watched it live. It had like Al Cowlings and, you know, and he was in his friend's Bronco and there's like a thousand police and we all sat around our televisions with rapt attention yeah. wa watching this very slow chase. I remember. Right. So Kardashian. That was all around the same time as the guy who ate people too. Right. Kardashian. I remember that. What was his name? Uh, there's been so many. You're talking about no, Dahmer? Big, yeah. yeah. I think that feels like it was around that time. Because yeah. at the time I had a creepy neighbor who I thought might be eating people too. Well, Dom is Hebrew for blood, which yeah. is something people don't know. But, right. but at any rate, um, so OJ's cruising down the road, trying to loosen his load, right? And um, we've got all this going on. And I have a very specific memory on this that I'll, I'll share with you. So I'm at my grandparents' house, which was uh, in Indiana. And I'm working on a a VCR in the upstairs attic. And uh, it's, there's some problems with it. Like it's not wanting to work with the TV. And the TV I'm working with is like the old box television set. You know, the ones that are in like the case. Mm -hmm. And you had like the VHF and UHF knobs and all that. Yeah. So I'm working on it trying to get it going. And like the, the reception is not real good anyway up there. Because that's back when you had to have an analog antenna and it had to be dialed in right. And so I'm testing it and I finally get it to work. And the channel I get it to work on is with uh, Barney the Dinosaur. Or Barney. Yeah. So he's like playing in the background. He's like, hold, hold, how are you doing, kids? He was from Decatur, Illinois, by the way. Well, so, uh, yeah, I don't know where his point of origin is, but I know that I was interrupted. you. Yeah, I, I, I know that. I'm saying for the purpose of this story, I didn't know what his point of origin was. Okay. So I come downstairs and basically I'm summoned everybody's like ah like I hear everybody downstairs like very animatedly going off so I'm like what is going on like I'm gonna go down there and look and so I just see this Bronco that for hours upon hours everybody's watching and they're like yep yeah, he probably murdered somebody right so Robert Kardashian I think was his name Kardashian 
was OJ's big buddy, who is related to the Kardashians. Right. And they both uh, knew Nicole, who uh, was killed along with Ronald Goldman, mm-hmm. which is a Jewish name. Mm-hmm. So, and the theory is that she was seeing Goldman and divorcing OJ, and they got super jealous, and that was the end of that. And then race. There was a lot of racism in there. Mm-hmm. Kind of helter-skeltered it. Yeah, because I remember at the time my ex-mother-in-law said that this was going to start a race war. And I said, no, no, it's not. And she said, yeah, it is. Well, it kind of did with Rodney King, right? They were trying. Yeah, there was an effort made, but it didn't work. Right. So OJ was completely convicted, right? Yeah, no. no I knew he wasn't. I no. already knew he wasn't going to. No, yeah, it didn't happen. But when you start looking into OJ, it turned out that there was kind of a desire for Nicole to be like not around. And alive. That's the way <laughs> to say it now. <laughs> yeah, deplatformed in the non-body having yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. And the two people that were pushing it the heaviest at that point was, was of course, OJ, but even heavier than him was this Robert Kardashian guy, mm. according to the, the what theory. What was his problem? Well, Nicole, it appears, was sort of a loose cannon, and she didn't really respect, in their minds, the boundaries that they had presented all the way. Mm. So there was kind of a sense she was a party girl. Um, mm. But I think, like, looking at it, it it's all kind of upside down and sideways when you look at all the different pieces of, of how that all came together. Mm-hmm. And um, the the end result was that, of course, she was brutally stabbed. Um, and so was, mm. was Goldman. Speaking of, and today at school. Mm-hmm. Right. But there was a contract taken out um, by supposedly Kardashian to pay this dude to offer before mm. she was offed. That's mm. how serious this had advanced before she was actually stabbed. Mm. So Kardashian, again, like, you know, he's an attorney. He's a a powerful person, uh, having been given the mercy of being removed from the Armenian genocide, is now ostensibly an elite and calling whether or not people live or die through contract killers. Hmm. It'd be interesting to know if he was the first, like, not good person in the family. Well, I'm sure that there's plenty of other examples. But, I mean, anytime you get into lots of dollar bills, it tends to kind of go south pretty quickly because Mm -hmm. it turns out people will do a lot of things for money. Mm-hmm. So he he doesn't really like Nicole. She's too much of a party animal, and Nicole is also kind of revenge sleeping around, trying to make people mad. That's kind of dumb, right? And maybe she got into some sex clubs, or maybe she didn't. Hmm. But like, she's doing some things she shouldn't do, to say the least. All right, yeah. So I'm gonna pause it right there. Right, <laughs> like right. It feels like you're making some suggestions. She gets herself on the radar and then winds up dead. Right, hmm. mm-hmm. and so. The end result is, even today, we all kind of universally say, well, we know OJ did it, right? Right. That's kind of the thing. And there's other parties that say, we don't know that all the way. Might have been drug people, might have been this, might have been that. Right. But the theory that that I've seen that, you know, makes the most intuitive sense to me was uh, OJ had a son Mm. whose name was? I don't know. Jason. Jason Lamar Simpson, I think, was his name. Hmm. And so a lot of the, the evidence of the case makes sense because Jason Maybe had like some, Jason of the sea. Right. Or like Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. So a lot of the evidence makes sense if you think that like his son could have possibly done it. And his son, 
there is some evidence to point at that. Like they found a knife in a storage unit that uh, he couldn't pay for that happens to match the wound on top of Nicole's head. Hmm. Why would you keep something like that? Well, I don't think he was in the best mental space. I mean, usually when people rage stab someone, they're not thinking super clearly, I don't think. Well, why, why, what, did, what did he care? Why was he well, so, so ob- obsessed here? Digging into the story, they say he had issues with like Depakote and like rage. And he had already offered to stab somebody previous to this. He just was ordeal. looking to stab somebody or did he have a personal well, vendetta the, with her? The, the things that I've seen suggest that, I mean, number one, his dad was kind of irritated at her. But number two, they canceled a dinner reservation they had with uh, him as a chef. And, Who canceled? Uh, Nicole and OJ. Oh. They canceled a dinner reservation and like it's theorized that that sent him over the edge. Weird. Because he was like apparently really wanting to cook for them okay <laughs> so i'm not saying any of this makes right. sense i'm just presenting it like people don't they don't need a reason but okay no, yeah. i guess if that's gonna be one i mean there's lots of reasons people are already taking contracts i anyway. wanted to cook but you like, can like wow all right it's a whole different situation though when you think about that whole trial and everything from the perspective of he's trying to kind of cover up the fact that it's his son yeah he took the heat right and he still is and of course it wasn't like he was innocent in it, in the sense that he probably also had desire that she was unalived. Hmm. Seems like he had a little too much interest. You don't think that, you know, something was going on there. With what? Between Nicole and the son. Uh, it's possible. They say that all kinds of things were going on, like, you know, things I don't even want to get into because there's no point in it, but mm. like switching out spouses and like you know, recording things and Mm. all kinds of things that would be quote unquote, very naughty. Mm -hmm. So any, one of those things is enough to get somebody hypothetically murdered. (laughs) Like with unstable people, especially, and even stable people, eventually that can, you're not really supposed to do that. Right. It's going to get you in trouble. And the reason you're not supposed to do that is because it makes other people mad. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm looking at a picture. Interesting looking fellow. His birthday is April 21st. He's a Taurus. We're talking about Jason? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what the uh, full moon's coming up in, right? Taurus? Yeah. Right. Blood moon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Right. He, um, I forget how old, how old is OJ? I don't know now. I guess he'd be pushing. This guy's 51. Yeah. He was like. 25 when that all went down huh i was just gonna see if i could find out where he was at now yeah i don't know that it really matters per se i'm just curious but it's a theory that makes sense i mean it's everywhere when you look his name up it's all about he killed nicole right so the the basic theme here is that you get prophetic warning like something supernatural right and within two generations it's all screwed up yeah it's kind of upsetting really two generations after after these people that have been for thousands of years adhering to this tradition and receiving divine guidance clearly something intervened it's all gone like in essence between two generations i think that's because honestly every well i think human nature when it starts coming to power and money and fame and anything that has connections to that is going to cause people to that's why i mean it's going to cause people to go bad 
They don't want to lose that status. They don't want to lose their comfort. They don't. They don't want to nope. lose their money. And it's the same problem we're having right now, even with just the average person. Like nobody really wants to put their neck out there because it means that, well, you might lose your comfort. You know, you might. One one thing that I think is relevant that a lot of people would probably overlook is that that uh, Turkey area has the uh, Tarsus Mountain Range, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the Taurus Mountains, right? And we know that a very other famous apostle came from that region by the name Indeed, of... Indeed, Paul. Saul or Paul. They, well, in the Hebrew, it would be Rav, or they call him Rav, Rabbi, Ravi, Rav, right. Rav Shul. Right. So he came from that same region. So it's like that area, which I think it was like a year and a half ago, they had red water there, like without uh, explanation. Mm-hmm. We got Thanksgiving coming up, which is a turkey holiday, right? Mm. So there's a lot going on, is, is the point to this. and uh, mm-hmm. Many pieces out there floating around. And uh, Franklin wanted the turkey to be our national bird because he said it would sacrifice itself. Benjamin Franklin. So sacrifice. Right. So what are we getting at here? Am I? Am, are we saying in the end that the, the world is a hopeless place and like, well, know, is that what we're trying to do here? Well, I, I, it doesn't have to be. So let's wrap it up, though. Like, so we we went from basically the overriding entire story is human sacrifice. Travis Scott, Kardashian, O.J. Simpson, Armenian genocide, cannibal CME, uh, smallpox gates, and Kentucky's, I mean, the origin of all of it, Tower of Babylon. I mean, that's... Are you saying Kentucky is the origin of all of it? No, or the Tower of I mean, <laughs> it has the Tower of Babylon, but maybe it is. I mean, I mean they do have KFC. We, so they there's do that. have KFC. Who knows what that is? <laughs> right. And I mean, I'm not saying it is, but I mean, I it showed up there. That I didn't put it there. I didn't put the Tower of Babylon there. It, Christians did like a dummy, like dummies. Right. Because they're doing it for the Lord, right? Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, they are... They are. They're, they, they're doing it for a Lord. Let's put it that way. Well, I did mention that Paul comes from that same region. Yeah, that's a whole nother ball of wax. Right. But I think really the point that I would want to make to underscore with this podcast Here's, is. Well, I'd like to say this. Oh, well, just jump on in there. sacrificing people. Well, yeah. It's pretty damn simple. That That's obvious. But what I'm thinking here is that. We've talked about theory. In fact, you can listen to our previous podcasts on that point. And you can hear what we were saying then, and you hear also what we're saying now. And there's many of you out there that, you know, may have lost contact with us that are listening to this podcast in secret or whatever is going on with you in your life. And you should remember the things that we've said, and you should understand your own part in those things. Uh, You should be, you know, convicted if you're guilty of participating in the wrong way. And you should be applauded if you're participating in it in the right way. But this is beyond a theory. This is not a conspiracy theory. No. This is not a um, Joe Bill and Melissa are just, you know, going off on one of their tangents. This is, you've got the actual event staring at you. It's directly in your face. It's sitting right there telling you exactly what it's doing. And all I'm doing is commenting on it and saying, well, here's some connections to think about. That's it. That's all that's happening here. And the point that we're at, where is this obvious and this glaring, should make you sweat when you sleep. 
because that means that somehow, someway, things have jumped off the rails too far. Oh, it's jumped off the rails. And tomorrow, so we have a blood moon, and then 13 days later, I believe, maybe 14, 13, 14, depends on how you're counting, we're going to have another solar eclipse. Right. So what people don't realize is that every time those things roll around, your actions um, that you took... Um, will you'll see them repeated somehow in a story. So, or didn't take, or didn't take, um, and they're going to start to echo and echo and echo to the point of where you can't escape it. It's madness. Yeah, it's amplifying up, and it's mm-hmm. it's going to become more and more undeniable. I don't think it's going to become less and less deniable. And you'll either be on the side that you know solves the problem, or the side that's doing it. There won't be any in between. Right, so it's the great sort, like it we is. said. Yeah, well, you know, truth in advertising, because I we, mean, we were featured by Alchemy. Yeah. Right. So this, this podcast hasn't been exceptionally lighthearted, because the news is fairly heavy in this. and Because I want to grab people by the scruff of their neck, is really what I feel like doing. Like, mm-hmm. it's getting so bad. Like, I'm, you know, and I mean, then what do you say, you know, when somebody you've warned, or that has heard you speak, or that you've knows knows better and bad things start happening to them you know Mm -hmm. or very bad things and you're like well i I can tell you what i tell them you knew me before you knew me now have i really changed that much no right so during this entire time period even before all the various changes we've gone through i was warning everybody and the message was the same like put it down (laughs) put it down because things are coming in that are well above any of our pay scales put it down yeah and people don't, they don't do that. They can categorize me and, you know, done all kinds of different things that are not Project is what that's and, called. It's projecting their yeah. own egos. They project, project, project. And then they justify their projection. Because what's really happening is there's a responsibility on each and every one of us. Right. And that we all are responsible and that we're all supposed to be taking action. And when we would get upset or try to warn people sternly about taking action or not taking actions... Um, they would be convicted. So they feel guilty, right? Yeah. So what's happening is people start to project on people like that. It's not even about judgment. I don't give a crap what somebody chooses to do or not. All I'm saying is you tell me that you want the tree of life. You want the path of life and then you choose death over and over. I'm going to get upset because now you're a joker. Yeah. So sooner or later, that's going to get bad. Oh, it's, oh, it's bad. Like, and the problem is, is then we try to Alzheimer ourselves or blind ourselves so that we're not seeing the thing until it's too late. So I've seen death. I've seen car crashes. I've seen people get terrible diseases. um, I've seen all kinds of interesting aspects and uh, they still don't put it down. It's amazing. It's amazing. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. It's amazing. Yeah. So, and it's all, it's all so we can go, I'm right and you're evil. Right. I'm right. Well, okay. Be right in the grave. Yeah. It doesn't really make much difference. Go ahead. How I right, don't care. How right you are when you're dead. Have fun. Right. So, yeah, I'd say that it's, it's pretty heavy duty and the, the heavenly influences. And it's not done. The astrology, right? The astrology mm-hmm. is suggesting that there's a bigger round about to come through. Oh, it's coming. So, and mm-hmm. write it down. Today is the, mm-hmm. what is today, the 17th? 
It is. So if I don't get this up for a day or two because of post, then we'll have a little little timestamp of when we said what we said. So mm-hmm. there you go. Well, I'd say that there's another round of sacrifice coming. Uh, yeah. Probably um, some big earthquake or... Well, you know, I remember, and this is kind of a, an aside, but I remember famously that I had uh, told some people before that the universe proceeds by sacrifice. And some of these people believed in very alternative things like, you know, magic and witchcraft and crazy stuff. And I told them at the time, I'm like, you have to, it's going to, every story that ever was, whether you believe in one God or 50, there's some kind of sacrifice. And those people were so bold as to tell me that there was no sacrifice. Well, yes, I had many discussions with different various people who worshipped different various gods and goddesses. And one thing I would ask, it wasn't even about judgment or I didn't care what anybody worshipped, but one thing I always ask people is this. If you are following a deity, whatever he or she may be, um, what are the requirements of that deity? And pretty much the response I got 98% of the time, maybe 99, was that they didn't really know. Right. And which I said, so you, if you don't know, you're worshiping something and well, they think they believe because they think that there's nothing required, but that would be a, a, a train of thought in the world's like religions and cults and um, belief system that is absolutely ridiculous. Like, no, there's no, not one single God or goddess did that didn't require something. Right, yeah. The, it, it required um, you either bring blood or most of the time blood. Right. I don't know that uh, there might have been some gods or goddesses out there that didn't require blood, but it required something. Like and a, if if you didn't bring it, then the blood's coming. Right, like the fairy, fairy deals are usually children. Right. So everything has that. So right. I don't understand... I mean, an atheist is, you know, that's fine. They don't have to believe it's going to happen anyway. But um, there is something. So what? what is it? And you can't hardly find any information. I've looked up. There's a few gods and goddesses. We know that the one we mentioned earlier that sounds like the Malokians, they absolutely was. That is no doubt about it. It was human sacrifice, specifically children. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but traditionally in the collective memory, you know, on any hero's journey, you've got something you're going to have to give up, whether yeah. whether it's your identity or as who you thought you were. I mean, something's going to be sacrificed. Right, even in the psychological right. profiles of archetypes. Like, that is the hero's journey. Right, same thing. Yeah. So Typically, the hero dies. <laughs> or, Typically. Or something weird happens to the hero such that something. he gets turned into something else. Yeah, and, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, anyway, yeah, I'm just, you know. Stop killing people. That's yeah, pretty much stop. it. Yeah, stop. Right. These children are killing each other now. Yeah. Good job. Clap, clap, clap. Good job, everybody. Great. <laughs> Good job, team. <laughs> yeah. Who's manifesting this, I wonder? I don't know. Somebody is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, for this edition of Nearly Sacred, I'm Joe Bill, along with... I'm Melissa. And hopefully our next podcast will be a little lighter. Stick maybe, with us. Maybe we'll be in another realm. Let's try for that one. You never know. Okay. Okay.